you start talking about somebody, they show up. We've been talking about Holy Spirit for the last two weeks, or this is our second week, I think. And it's just funny, when you talk about somebody, they show up. We're, <laughs> we're in this series called The Ghost, and I believe that where God is wanting to do with this people is to get you to the place where you are so comfortable in the presence of God that the natural feels unnatural. You hear that? He wants you so comfortable in the presence of God that the natural feels unnatural. That the supernatural is the place where you're happy. The supernatural is the place where you exist. The supernatural is the place where you have decided that you're not going anywhere else. And so, as we continue in this, I want to minister to you today and let you know that God is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Ruth was talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, Stanley was talking uh, uh, about the Holy Spirit. Go, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. He says, do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. This building is not the church. This brick and mortar and, and concrete and carpet and chairs is not the church. This is not the temple of God. Tomorrow this could be something else or it could all be gone completely. But what we need to realize as the body of Christ is understanding that we are the temple of God. That the Holy Spirit... It's not something that just comes on us every now and then and we get a nice goose bump. Or we, or we get a, 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 that little prickly feeling on the back of our neck. Or we decide that we're just going to lay around and soak up His presence. See, when we understand that He dwells, that we are the habitation of God. And if I am the habitation of God and where God is, nothing is impossible so what does that mean for me? That where I am. Because we are the carrier of that glory. And as the carrier of that glory, we have to remember that he's not trying to run away from you. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Hmm. Hmm. Rita, how's your foot? <laughs> Somebody reach over and lay their hand on Heidi. Chris, reach your hand up in front of everybody. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, everything that's been going on with her, everything that's come against her body and everything that is attacked, we declare the life of God that is in her 
to begin working on the outside, that it works from the inside out. When we speak to her heart, we speak to her body, and we speak over everything that's in her right now in the name of Jesus. Word, Father, we're doing what the Word said. The Word says they lay hands on the sick and they recover. Now, Heidi's body, we demand you do what the Word says, recover. Recover. It says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, body, you do what the Word says now and recover. Mm. In Jesus' name. He lives in us. He lives in us. He says, what do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is where? Imagine what would happen if we decided we was going to quit going to church. I don't mean coming together because it said the word tells us in Hebrews, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. So he wants us to come together, but when are we going to decide that this is not the church? That we're going to quit going to church and start being the temple. That we're going to quit trying to go to a place so we can find God's presence. I came into my office one day this week, and uh, I had went out and picked up my car, and uh, had come back, and this was Wednesday, and there was somebody sitting out front, just sitting there. And I walked up, and I said, well, can I help you? And I didn't recognize them. They said, yeah, we, we used to come to church here for just a few times, and that was back in COVID days. And I said, so what do you need? He said, I don't know. He said, I was out driving, and, and something told me just to come up here and sit. And, and he was having such a move of God. I said, well, I'm not going to be another voice in your ear. Do what you need to do. I said, but I'm going inside. And if you want to go in the sanctuary and just sit, if you want to just sit out here. But when are we going to understand that we do not have to go to a place to feel the presence of God? That we are the place that can feel and experience the presence of God. We're not chasing a move. We are the move. We're not going to a house. We are the house. We're not chasing feelings. We have feelings because he lives in us. You see, there's nothing wrong with this. He said, what do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God, and that you are not your own. Remember, we say this about hell, right? What, is, what does the Revelations tell us that Jesus has? The keys of death, hell, and the grave. He who owns the keys... Say it louder, some of you. Wednesday night people, I know you know this. He who owns the keys owns the house. You are not your own. Why do you think we get so miserable when we're out here trying to do our own thing? We're out here trying to live any old way we want to do. And we just have to, we have, Stanley, there's a niche that we had just, ha we can't, we can't stand it because, you know why? Because you're trying to do something with a house that doesn't belong to you anymore. The Holy Spirit has taken over you. And now he owns the house. He said, you are not your own. Understand, God is in you now. First John. 
1 John chapter 4, verse 4. You are of God, little children. You have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who is in you. Well, I don't feel it all the time. This has nothing to do with feeling. This is knowing. Feeling is something that happens every now and then. I wish I could tell you. I mean, I don't even feel like a Christian sometimes, yet alone a pastor. (laughs) I'm the only one that's ever felt that way, right? We have to understand that we don't even belong to us anymore. And I'm out here trying to do things that he has called us not to do. This is why I'm so uncomfortable, because I've got somebody else's. You ever, remember when you was a teenager, or were you teenagers, you tell mom and dad, I'm going to be right here. I'm going to go to this place. And your parents went, sure you are. And we have their car somewhere, and all of a sudden there's a knock in the engine. (laughs) Somebody came real close to wiping it out. And, we, and we're very uncomfortable. Why? Because we know we have somebody else's property where it shouldn't be. This is what it is. This is all that sin is. Is when we take God's property and put it in a place where it's not supposed to be. And the Holy Spirit lives in there and he starts to go on, hey, 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 you don't belong here. This is not your house. This is not your place. You've got to understand God is in you. Well, I think I'll just hide from God and I'll go over here and what, what, God don't see this and God don't see that. The Holy Spirit is where the, he's in the temple. You're the temple. Now, next time you go to do something you know you shouldn't do, remember, you're the temple. You're taking God's temple. You're taking the church where you're going. So if you wouldn't invite me to come along, and you'd be surprised at the places I'm willing to go. (laughs) What does it mean? He's always there. He's always there to help you. He's always there just to to lead us. So let's look at these things. Go to John chapter 14. What is the purpose of Holy Spirit? What is the purpose of God in us? What is the purpose of God in us? John chapter 14, verse 16, he says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you. Somebody needs to say that out loud and hear it. How long is Holy Spirit going to stay? You're not going to get away. And I will pray to the Father, and he will send you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever no matter if you think you're going to run you can't David said if I go to the heights of heaven you're there if I go to the depths of hell you're there too so if I can't go to heaven and get away from you and I can't go to hell to get away from you where am I going to go he said I'll pray to the father and he'll send you another comforter that he may abide with you forever verse 17 (laughs) even the spirit of truth 
whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. I don't know the Holy Spirit. Yes, you do. Then Brees and I had this conversation on, on the way, I believe it was to church this morning. And Dee was at, Reese had said something to us, and Dee said, well, what's your spirit say? So, well, what do you mean? She said, right now, don't think, don't try to reason it out. And if you know Reese, that's near impossible. He's just a thinker. That's a, he, he's the philosopher. She said, what immediately comes up in your spirit? What's your answer? Now, not a lot of us haven't learned to do that yet. But if we learn, see what we do, we call it our conscious, Zach. Well, my conscience won't let me do that. No, Holy Spirit won't let you do that. That's him poking you in the side saying, mm, you don't belong here. He says, and I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world does not know because they don't see him. He said, but you know him. Why? For he dwelleth with you. And Jesus prophesied about the cross and the day of Pentecost right here and will be in you. So God's plan has always been to dwell in the lives of men. His plan has never been to dwell in a temple, never been to dwell in, the, in, the, in brick and mortar. His plan has always been you. You are the plan. You are the house of God. That word another there in, in 16, he says, I'll pray to the Father and he'll send you another comforter. Look what the word another means. Another means one of equal quality. Jesus said, and I'll pray to the Father and he'll send you one just like me. Matter of fact, that's what Vine's Dictionary defines it as. It says, Jesus says, he said, I'll pray to the Father and he'll send you one like, my, like myself. See, you got to understand, Holy Spirit is God, all right? Holy Spirit, Jesus is God, Father's God, Holy Spirit is God. And he says, and I will pray, Jesus telling them here, how much authority Holy Spirit has. He says, I'm going to pray the Father, and he will send another one just like me. He'll send another one that's just like me. We looked at this last week, another what? Another comforter. The word there is parakletos, or paraclete, which means one who is called alongside to help. So why, why is it so important for us to understand that God's in us? Because you have the helper. He is our helper. You're not alone in this world. You're not facing struggle. Well, no, I, I just feel like I'm going through this all by myself. You have never been by yourself. You have never gone through anything. Our problem is we have been taught these crazy things that, well, you do this and God leaves you and you, you're out here on your own. But that's not what he said about the Holy Spirit. He said he'll abide with you forever. Yeah, but that doesn't mean if you're out here doing this and this and this, why do you think you're so uncomfortable? Because he didn't leave. He does not jump out. Listen, I've been in cars with some friends when we were young. I wanted to jump out. And if they would have slowed down just a little bit. He is so comfortable even when you're running your life completely off the rails. He'll sit there and wait. Why? Because he's one called alongside to 
help. So that when I do run my life off the rails, which I have done a time or two, he is the one. I feel so far from God. Why? Why? Because we've been taught to feel far from God. We've been taught that God is way off. And we beg and we plead and we yell and we scream and we sweat. And, and you see, that's called penance. That, that was brought back out of the Middle Ages when, when we see uh, uh, monks and who would just continue whip themselves because they feel like they had to be punished. But when we understand that Christ took our punishment and when the veil was rent from top to bottom and Spirit of God come out, He came out so that the punishment is over. And all I have to do is ask for help. And he says, he's given me one just like himself, a comforter, a paraclete, one who is called alongside to help. The word paraclete just means one called to one side, summoned especially in one aid to helper. Go to Hebrews 13, 6. You say, oh, 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 Pastor Brent, why are we talking about this? Because I want to see you understand who you really are that you are the temple of God when you all walk down the streets of the school halls of the school you're the temple of God you're taking God in there and when it starts to feel uncomfortable it's probably because you shouldn't be where you're at and you're taking somebody else's house somewhere Hebrews 13 verse 6 right he said so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not. Imagine if we'd get that, Mike. I will not fear. Yeah, but what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? I will not fear. I can only understand what no fear really means is when I understand how close God is to me. Your understanding of the, the, the nearness or farness of God will, will directly result in how much fear you experience in your life. Are you with me? He says, and I will boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. Yeah, but everything that's going on in the world right now. I want to challenge you to read Matthew 24 this week. Oh, I know that one. That's, there's wars and there's rumors of wars. It's funny, Chris, how us theologians have taught things, except for the verse that says, but the end is not yet. Part of the same scripture. The end is not yet. Why are we always looking for the end? Let me tell you, I, read, I heard a guy this week, he said, I believe that pro we talk about prophecy being all about Israel. He said, prophecy is all about Jesus. Why are we looking for the end? Why are we? We're looking for our helper. We're looking for the one that said he'll never leave me or forsake me, but will go with me to the very end. I'm looking at the paraclete, the one who's called alongside the help. So I will not fear. Some of us need to turn the TV off. It's putting nothing but fear in you. Some of, some of us need to turn the preachers off. 
If it's gloom, doom, despair, that's hee-haw prophecy. Now I'm getting in trouble. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. Brother will turn against brother, father against son, but the end is not yet. I'll move on because we'll get letters. I will not fear. How can I not fear when I understand the nearness of God? If I don't understand how near God is to me, fear is the only thing that will try to replace that spot. So, oh, everybody good? I know I just upset an apple cart. <laughs> I can live with it, though, because we're going to be better than that. We're going to understand who we are. We're going to understand who God is and who he is in us. Go to Psalm 54, verse 4. Psalm 54, verse 4. God is my helper. The Lord is with those who support my life. So one thing you need to know about God being in you and the importance of knowing God in you is you have a helper and you're never alone. Yeah, but I, I get confused. I don't know where to go. I don't know what's going on. Well, first understand, he is our, what I put it up there, Bobby. He is our helper. It's the first thing. He's our helper. And if you're confused and you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do, well, he, I want to introduce you to another aspect of the Holy Spirit. Is he's our guide. Now, what does a guide do? A guide shows us the way because they have been there before. Oh, they've already been where you're going. They've seen everything that's on the trail. They know what you got to step over, how difficult it is, and they will get you the easiest way through. You ever been on a tour with somebody who's new on the job? That's a horrible experience. <laughs> well, here, um, hold on, let me think. You know why? They don't, they haven't been there enough. But one thing we can rely on about the Holy Spirit, He's already been in my past, He's in my present, He's already been in my future, and now He's my guide to get me through and show me the easiest way there. I make, hey, listen, I make things way too hard on myself sometimes because I got the plan. I got it down. I know how to get there. <clears throat> and if it all goes according to this, Problem is, <laughs> I haven't figured it all out because there are roads that I'm yet to take that I haven't been on yet, but he has. Go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 13. He says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak whatever he hears, and he will tell you things that are to come. I know people spent hundreds and thousands of dollars running to psychics to listen to demons. 
that are just needing to realize Holy Spirit's here. And not only will he guide us, but he will show you things to come. When we were in Bible college in Oklahoma, we had a, an instructor teaching a class on the Holy Spirit. His name is Reggie Knowles. One of the best teachers. Let me tell you, this man could tell a story out of the Bible that you have heard every day of your life, and you would think, I've never heard this before. How's it going to end? He was a storyteller. But when he started talking about Holy Spirit, he wasn't telling stories anymore. He was talking about a friend, and you could tell it. He was talking about somebody he was close to. He could describe Holy Spirit to you the way I can describe my wife to you. He talked to us one time. Was Reggie there when you guys were there? Yeah. He said no one had died in his family that he didn't know about it ahead of time. Can you imagine living like this? I was watching the movie Finger of God, I think was the first one, correct? And there was a gentleman, and I can't remember what country he's in, I, 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 it leaves me, but he gets up every day and he starts walking and he asks Holy Spirit when he comes left or right. Left or right, which way do I go? And he allows Holy Spirit to lead him into some of the most unbelievably dangerous places but while he's there he sees nothing but signs and wonders and miracles and all this great stuff when are we going to realize that Holy Spirit is always that close to us and he wants to guide you you don't have to feel confused you don't have to feel lost we don't have to go around scratching our head going what do I do what do I do what do I do how about calm down quiet down get in a place listen don't listen with your ears listen with your heart Listen with your spirit. The word says that the, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord that searches all the inward parts of the belly. So your spirit's around here somewhere. That's why when, when you start getting nervous or you start feeling the Holy Spirit move in church, it's like it's a little... <laughs> Holy Spirit. What if we didn't have to live a day confused? I can tell you, you don't, that doesn't have to be a what if to you. Well, what do I do? I need to make this big decision. How do I make this big decision, Brent? Well, sometimes we ask too many people because too many people have too many opinions and they don't live in my shoes. But you know who does? Holy Spirit. So let us, I'm, not, I'm challenging you here. If you can't figure out what this is, this is a challenge for you to start thinking of yourself differently, for you to start thinking of Holy Spirit differently. What if we made our decisions by sitting down and asking Him and allowing Him to show us even things that are yet to come? Go to Romans chapter 8. Are you good with us this morning? Romans 8 verse 14 
For as many are led by the Spirit of God. So what does that mean we can be? Led by the Spirit of God. Not led by my emotions. Oh. Not led by my fear. Not led by my feelings of inadequacy. I'm le- for those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. Brock, you know what bugs me? And if you have this bumper sticker on your car, I won't judge you for it. I hate to see the bumper sticker, God is my co-pilot. I hate that. I hate that. Why? Because the co-pilot's not in charge. The co-pilot's only there if the pilot dies. If something happens to the pilot, the co-pilot becomes... So, but we, do, we, we spend most of our lives like this. Rather than acting like sons of God, we act like entitled people of God. And God, I've got this all figured out. But Holy Spirit don't want to operate like that in your life. He wants to guide you. He wants to be the pilot. And he wants you sitting back here in in, in first class, drinking your first class drink and eating your first class meal. He wants you putting your feet up and wrapping your face in a nice warm towel. He wants you to quit worrying about how you're getting to your destination and trust him to get you there because that is his job. But I would rather worry. If I'm not going to worry about it, Stanley, who is? See, you're doing a job that's not yours to do. He's not your co-pilot. And we have to remember the God knows the way. I want to challenge you. Realize you have help. You're not alone. And realize you don't have to walk through confused. You can know what decisions to make. But what if I get it wrong? Welcome to humanity, man. I get it wrong. I don't always hear. Well, I, sometimes I think I heard right. And what really, usually when that happens to me, Rachel, is because I know what I wanted and I expected him to put a stamp of approval on it. So I don't wait for that little nudge, that little uneasiness. Hmm. Where I'm convinced that God just wants me happy. No, he don't. So he's our helper. We're never alone. He's our God to show us the way. Lastly, he is our teacher. He'll teach us how much. Scripture, we already read it. All things. He'll teach us all things. John 14, 26. John 14, 26, he says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've told you. Listen, I love the Word of God. I love it. But have you ever been somewhere and you needed to know something? And you're like, well, I can't quote that exactly. But I know it says this. You know what that is? That's Holy Spirit. Bringing back to your remembrance. 
the things that God has said and the things that you have read. Do you know what one of the major functions of the human brain is? What is it, Reese? To forget. Because we take in so much information, one of our functions is to let go and only retain what is important. Right now, did you know that every day, every moment of every day, you see your nose? Your brain just chooses to ignore it. Because it's not important. Look it up. Because it's not important. Here's what the Holy Spirit does. We find ourselves in certain situation, and all of a sudden a scripture rises up. My wife was giving birth to Sydney. And for three days, she laid in labor. We, we, we were, Sydney was a preemie. You all heard all this story. But what happened was Dee didn't know to do anything. And I watched her spirit connect with Holy Spirit and take over. Because her body was done. I mean, she actually flatlined giving birth to her. But for two days, she did nothing but rattle off Scripture. Just word, 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 word. And I thought, I know her. She don't know that much scripture. <laughs> but here's what Holy Spirit does. When she needed help. He was there to help, and he reminded her. Back to what that said. He reminded her of all that God had said. And so she just began to quote Scripture, and it just came not from her mind, not from, from, from a men mental place. It came from her spirit because her mind had already wiped half of that out. That was its job. But the Spirit of God will lead you and guide you and teach you all things and will remind you of all that Jesus had said. You are never alone in this, folks. Don't feel like you're alone. You may not have a hundred people around you all the time, but you have the God of the universe who breathed, who breathed out stars and named them. Who has the hairs on everybody's head numbered. Living on the inside of you in the person of Holy Spirit. And he's there to help you. He's there to guide you. He's there to teach you. Well, I don't know how to do something. You ever just had to do something and all of a sudden, oh, there it is. I got teachers in here. You see, you can see it in, on, on, on a child's head. There's a light bulb goes on. I get it. We're the same way. But don't give up. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, we use this scripture to talk about heaven all the time. We miss, let me know. I made people mad already. Let's keep doing it. We use this scripture to misinterpret God all the time or misinterpret heaven. It has not entered into the eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, 
Or has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him? It's not finished. You've got to go to verse 10. But, but God has revealed them. What? It has not entered into the eyes of men, into their ears they've not heard it, nor into their hearts what God has prepared for them. But he has revealed them to us. How? By the Spirit. <laughs> you can know the very heart of God. You can know the very plan of God. You can know the very things that God has prepared because you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Likewise, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. And where does the Spirit of God reside? So what do you really know? You know the things of God. Your spirit is so connected to God. You know, we, God knew us before we were created, right? We come from Him. He told Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So you had a relationship with God. Before you were ever on this planet. We have forgotten more about the kingdom of heaven. That we are now starting to learn all over again. Why? Because Holy Spirit lives in there. And he's continuing to minister to our spirit. Eyes not seen, nor ears heard, what has entered into the, what God has, or entered to the man's heart, what God has prepared, but he's revealed them to you. Why? Because you're connected to him. You are the children of God. He says, now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, so that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. You're supposed to know what's happening in the heavens if we would just take the time to get to know Holy Spirit a little better know that he's our helper know that he's our guide know that he's our teacher last one Proverbs and everybody knows this at Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 trust in the Lord with all your heart Lean not on what? Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your, your spirit. That's what that means. Your pump has no emotion, has no, cannot trust, or it just does what it does. It's electrified and it pumps. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, spirit. Lean not on your, this, that's my problem, Kevin. Lean not, I need to remember there's a knot there, Galen. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, what? Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. The guide knows how to guide. So today, Understand how close you are.
that God is never farther away from you than your understanding of where he's at. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. We glorify you, magnify you, and praise you in the beauty of your holiness for all that you do for us and all that you're going to do. Help us always remember that we are forever divinely connected to you. In Jesus' name, amen.